Welcome to the official podcast of the Canberra Raiders. So close to the Raiders. And Papali would be an appropriate man to score. He's done it. He's done it. Brought to you by OAC Digital. Come join us as we go behind the limelight. Hello and welcome to Behind the Limelight, the official Raiders podcast, thanks to OAC Digital. Round two of the NRL sees the Raiders up against the Cronulla Sutherland Sharks after a massive win, 30 points to 12 against the West Tigers last weekend in round one in front of over 15,000 fans at GIA Stadium. And thank you to everybody, members and fans who came along on Sunday afternoon. We appreciate the support. Joining me on the podcast this week, Tom Logan, John Croyder. Good afternoon, gentlemen. Hey, Hey, Benny. How good. Win first round, uh, comprehensive in the end. Um, and no doubt uh, one that we can you know, learn plenty from, Tom, uh, as we head into round two. Yeah, it was a nervy first 40 minutes. I thought the Tigers really defended their line really well. Uh, it was just great to see you know, 15,000 fans out of GIO Stadium. Uh, they did well to come out after the weather probably scared them off a little bit in the morning. But, um, and obviously we got the win in the end, so it was great to see all around. Great atmosphere, John, out there on Sunday afternoon. The Viking clap in full swing and uh, plenty of people um, making sure that they enjoyed themselves. Yeah, I always look forward to the Viking clap, but that was that was something else. It just felt like it'd been so long since we had a like a really packed one. There was just an absolute great atmosphere just around the whole ground, and even getting to watch a bit of New South Wales Cup beforehand. It was a great day. I can't remember the final that we had here last year. That was capped, wasn't it? At a certain point, was it? Was yeah, it was seventy-five. Yeah, I, I think remember. it was about seventy-five percent. So um, wouldn't have been quite as big of a crowd, yeah. and also just because it's that first one of the season, you got that. Even though it was cold in the morning, it, was, it warmed up a little bit in the afternoon, so it was, it was pretty good. Yeah, no, it was a great atmosphere, and um, I can't wait for it to happen again in a couple of weeks' time when we play the Warriors. Uh, we'll focus on the Sharks this week uh, as we head into Round 2. They had a win over the Dragons in Round 1. Uh, we'll talk about that, and we'll catch up with our special guest this week, Bailey Simonson, who made a successful return to the NRL last weekend, and it was great to see him back out there. Uh, time now, though, to go around the horn. Let's look at some of the big news items that made their way into the system uh, at Raiders HQ this week. We'll start off with one that happened a little bit later in the week. We didn't get a chance to talk about it in the podcast last week. Uh, is Hudson Young uh, re-signing with the club um, for another um, couple of seasons and you know taking him through to the end of 2024, which is great to see. Awesome news. I love him as a player. He's just everything you want as a second row. He's got that sort of gritty, I guess annoying sort of factor that he strikes in a, the opposition players and he was outstanding on the on the weekend against the Tigers, uh, made a few line breaks I think and really sort of gave them a, quite a bit of trouble on that edge. Yeah, he picked up the three Dallium votes uh, in the first game of the season, John, and uh, one thing I've been impressed by and a number of, I've heard a number of players mention this when they've spoken to the media during the preseason is that he's got a real voice out on that edge for a young player and he's not scared to, to challenge uh, people, you know, it doesn't matter if you played five games or a hundred games. He, if he thinks that he's got something willing to say, he comes out and says it, which is a good quality to have in a young player. As long as you're not overstepping the mark, and from all reports, he's not doing that. He's just been really constructive. Yeah, he's really vocal, and he makes his presence known on the field. Just quickly, want you were saying, Tom, how good was that battle between him and uh, Luciano Lailoa? That was oh. one of the best battles on the field. Um, two players just going hard at it, and uh, I think Huddy definitely um, won that battle too. Um, but yeah, real good presence in in training. Uh, also, um, I've heard him speak in a couple of um, team meetings when we've um, 
pranked a few of the boys with some of those snakes that we brought in um, during pre-season. But he was talking in there and um, he's real a real leader amongst the young players, but it is great that he's also talking um, and, and voicing his opinion to those older players as well. I also think it's really good. We've got him on a three-year deal, which is great because he's a player with a lot of potential. He's in the Emerging Blues squad. He's um, been touted as a future New South Wales Blue as well. And really good to have um, him locked in for a good period of time. Yeah, great start to the season in terms of re-signings. We had Emre Gula as well a couple of weeks ago. So the squad, um, you know, looking like a really stable one as we head into the next couple of seasons. Let's talk about the bunker. Uh, the changes to the bunker in terms of the way that tries are awarded. Um, Tom, your thoughts? Obviously, we saw on the weekend we had two where the try was awarded. Seb Chris. Uh, in the first half, and then George Williams when he raced away in the second half. Both those tries awarded. Um, George goes back to line the kick up. All of a sudden, referee blows time off, and we go to the bunker. Both disallowed. What were your thoughts, Tom, on the process, uh, and and what do you think needs to to happen there? Yeah, definitely not a fan. Uh, I thought it was quite zapping of the atmosphere when the whole process, I guess, sort of uh, unravelled itself. You know, obviously we were sitting up there in the media box and the try was awarded and, you know, we're all celebrating thinking, you know, great, yep, that's four points on the board, kick to come. And then, you know, while George Williams is lining up to take the kick, you know, all of a sudden, straight to the bunker, the atmosphere dies down and it's such a buzzkill. It, it, I'm not a fan, but uh, I, I, to be honest, I, I prefer it the old way. Yeah, so like, like yeah. the thing is, it's not just the tries that are disallowed because they were rightly disallowed, that's fine, but it's mm. the tries that you score legitimately – do I celebrate? Do I yeah. do I just wait? Like I couldn't celebrate the actual tries, and that even Cam, our grand announcer, said that for one of the tries later in the afternoon. He goes, "That's a try, I think, to so and so." But yeah, it's a yeah. bit of a. It's going to take some getting used to. But one thing you know, over a hundred odd years of rugby league that you you definitely notice is that they they're not as, they're not afraid to to um, try something different. Um, Graham Anders has come out this week and had a discussion around some stuff around the way that the clock will work because obviously there were some issues there. But um, I'm I'm prepared to give it the benefit of the doubt if it means that the referees are going to actually make a call on the field because I think that's a good thing as long as they're getting better at making those calls. So if they think that it's a try and they're they're pretty confident, I'm happy for them to go through that process. But if there's still an element of doubt, send it to the bunker straight away. Yeah, I, I want them to send it to the bunker straight away because... Well, you're going to send everything to the bunker. You're yeah, going to have a stoppage yeah, every creating, two minutes. But you're fixing a problem by creating another problem. Yeah, but, mm. you know, the, the thing is if they... if At least if they're backing themselves for those ones where, um, you know... How many times last year did you see the referee go to the touch judge? The touch judge would look at him and say, yep, that was a try. He'd nod his head, but they'd still go to the bunker. If we're getting rid of those ones and we're getting to a point where most of those can just go through without any issue, I think it'll be okay. I definitely see what you mean because obviously that – I think it was the Sebastian Chris one. You know, every that all looked – It all looked legit. legit and it wasn't yeah. until – and they, they did the right thing because in the end both of those tries should not have mm. been tries. Mm. But at least the referee had the – you know, had uh, – he made a call and he said that was a try. So mm. I'm prepared to give it the benefit of the doubt for a few weeks. I still think it's clunky, but um, hopefully the referees can you know get a bit better at which ones they review and don't review. Uh, the other one, the news item that come to the fore this week in regards to our game on Sunday night is Jesse Ramian. He'll miss, uh, I think, three weeks. He's taken the early plea for that one. So that's, that's a win for us in terms of a really good player for them, not available for selection. Yeah, so that first half... Um Sharks against Dragons there. Chad Townsend just kept on going to the right um, where Jesse Raymond is. He's a big strike player for them. 
Uh, probably the team hasn't been announced as of yet, as of recording, but it looks like probably Harati will come in. Um, decent player, but not the not the same player that Jesse Ramin is. So that's really yeah, that is a really good win for us. As I mentioned earlier, we'll touch on the Sharks game a little bit later on when we speak to Bailey Simonson. He's going to help us preview that week and uh, this weekend, and we'll also get uh, the podcast predictions. Uh, happening as well after three zeros last weekend. Uh, but let's talk about the Tigers game. Uh, a massive win in the end, 30 points to 12. I mean, comprehensive on the scoreboard, uh, John, but um, six all at half time. Game's still in the balance, but I still felt that we were the better side in that first half and created more opportunities with the football. Yeah, I felt like we were definitely the, the better side, but um, the Tigers, um, their defence was really good. And there was a point where I was wondering, I was like, what do we need to do to just to get through them because I felt like once we got through them another time then would would be alright but we didn't have to wait too long because Ryan James I think it was three minutes into that second half he powered over and that was that was a great story probably the best story of the of the game to be honest just the hardships that he's been through um, but it showed the big difference between our bench rotation compared to other teams because I thought Ryan Sutton had a massive game and to be able to take Josh Popoli'i off and to be able to take um, Joe Tarpanay off and to be able to bring on guys like Ryan James and Ryan Sutton, um, that is a big win for us when we're ever up against um, another team's bench rotation. Yeah, I thought uh, I agree wholeheartedly with that because uh, it's a it's a long game, an NRL season, and you've got to have a squad that can compete every week. And, and you know, always going to have injuries. You're always going to have players that, that may have a dip in form. So you've got to have those players. Uh, in your squad from in positions 18 through to about 25 that can come in and do a job. And we're fortunate, I think we mentioned last week, we've got 29 or 30 players in our total squad that have actually played some sort of first-grade football. So, yeah, I agree wholeheartedly. And, and Ryan Sutton, for me, was um, outstanding off the bench last weekend. I thought the way the, the he came on, the energy that he had and the carries that he made... Um, just really kept that momentum up. And when Josh Papali'i and Joe Tarpany were able to come back onto the field, um, it was just like we went to another level again because they had that platform that uh, those guys were off the bench were able to do. And I think that was key for us, especially just maintaining sort of that really strong carries through the middle. And, and that's what led to Ryan James's try. I mean, I think in the halftime chat, Ricky Stewart just said, just keep it simple and keep working through the middle and eventually the treats will come and I think that's what happened. D- defensively, I thought uh, we were very good too, in the middle part of that field in particular. Um, once again, um, it's been a focus during the preseason, and um, just having that sort of stability in that middle part of the field just really showed that you know teams are going to have to work really hard to come through us this season. Definitely, and I think that's one of the really good things. I know... It's probably a bit old news now, but 2019, smaller pack, focusing on better defence, and that um, focus has continued. You can't get into uh, our, our 17 if you're not prepared to work hard in attack and defence, and defence has been such a big focus for us. And it's a really big uh, thing because you don't – I think it was last year where um, Dynamis Louis was talking about it being like, we don't want to let people through the front door. That's how he described it, and it's something that they definitely cherish. And um, – yeah, it's going to take a good performance to get through our middles. Yeah, you're not going to see the best of this team until probably 
sort of round four or five. That's probably right across the, the board. But uh, I thought I saw some really encouraging things from Curtis Scott on the weekend, uh, Tom, when he had the chance to, to get his hands on the ball. Um, he looked as though... Um, you know he was threatening, uh, and he, he was you know he was able to um, be involved in that try where um, you know he popped that little ball to chance on the breakaway, and they went away down the, uh, the sideline and scored. Yeah, it was good to see for Curtis. He definitely looked like he wanted to get more involved. He made a lot of I felt like he made a lot of really sort of strong carries. I know we talk about his carries out coming out of our defensive end quite a lot, but I thought he did a really good job of that. And it, he didn't do anything flash, but he simply just did his job for the team. And I think if every player can do that, the, the result will go a long way. Yeah, and the other one, of course, the, and uh, one that's you know such an important part of this team is, is Josh Hodgson and the way that he controlled the tempo of that game, but particularly in the middle portion of that second half where um, you know things in the game itself were getting a little bit scrappy. There was a couple of incidences where um, we had some captain's challenges and we had some tries going to bunkers and then um, a little bit of uh, ill-discipline uh, creeping into to the game from the Tigers in particular and, and Hodjo's calming influence out there really came to the fore and he was able to you know, just work the team around and, and get them into positions on the field where they were you know, comfortable with what they were doing. Yeah, he did a great job and I was actually surprised. I didn't actually think he'd play 80 minutes in his first game. When I saw um, Lever warming up, I was like, oh, okay, yep, Lever will come on. Hodjo will get a bit of a spell. Games one, just easing back in for his first game. But he'll get a lot of confidence just knowing his body's gotten through 80 minutes um, at a, at that tempo with those new rules. Um, he, his body could handle that pretty well. Um, his calming influence is really good. Elliot's maybe not as much right at the <laughs> end. Um, it was that was all good uh, good banter in the end though, and. Um, yeah, really, really good to see those guys who missed so much of last year due, due to injury um, get through the game unscathed. Yep, let's put that one behind us. 30 points to 12, two points in the bank, uh, and we are in the top eight after round one. Stick around. You're listening to Behind the Line Light, thanks to OAC Digital. Well, joining us on the Behind the Line Light podcast this week is Raiders winger Bailey Simonson. Uh, mate, thanks for joining us, and uh, congratulations first up on a successful comeback to the NRL last weekend. Nah, no worries. Um, thanks for having me on, boys. Um, good to be on here, and yeah, that nah, was good to um, get that first uh, game out of the way. You know, it's a bit of pre-game nerves. Obviously, haven't played a narrow match for uh, about ten months now, but um, yeah, was happy of the win, and um, looking forward to next week. Plenty of confusion around. Um, you went down with that injury, and people weren't sure if you were going off for a HIA or what it was. But you actually were one of the first players over the round to experience that new rule where you had to stay off for. Two minutes. Talk us through uh, what was going on there. Yeah, no, I um, just got a um, uh, like an eye knock um, and a bit funny in my eye. And um, yeah, it came off. Um, I didn't actually know I was going on myself because obviously it's a new rule and it's a, um, I think it's two minutes you got to stay off for. So um, did the two minutes and then I was able to get back on. It was actually quite good though because um, you know all the footage, the doc and um, the on-field doctor able to review it and see that was uh, wasn't an HIA, so I could get on pretty fast as opposed to having to wait that sort of 15 minutes and do the tests and stuff. So, it was, yeah, it was pretty good. Yeah, and also, like, setting up that try for Huddy, can you talk us through through that? Because that was a um, pretty impressive bit of skill. Yeah, no, it was just um, Georgie just put a um, put a little cross field up there and I just tried to get up and compete. And then, yeah, just <laughs> luckily Huddy was pushing up because I wasn't making it that far. I fell over, so I just <laughs> popped it up to him and he did the rest. Those sort of things, though, people don't realise that you guys actually spend a lot of time working on that kick-catch element to the game. There's, there's whole training sessions during the week dedicated to that 
part of the of the contest. So um, it must be really rewarding for you guys when little plays like that come off. Yeah, definitely. Um, as an OB too, and a winger in particular, you know, um, being you know good under the high ball is probably a strength you've got to have. So I try to work hard on my um, aerial skills and. Yeah, we got um, Andrew Bishop at the club who does a lot of work with us. So um, yeah, it's good to be able to put it into a game and um, come away with a bit of a result. There was um, yeah, it was a good feeling. Going back to to last season, you had that injury against Melbourne. At first, it only looked like you're going to be probably a week or two out. Talk us through what happened there. Yeah, so I had the um, obviously the shoulder injury against Melbourne there, and um, yeah, you're right. I thought I'd be playing the next week. Um, had the scans, thought it would just be you know precautionary. Uh, back out there next week, and um, obviously the results weren't too good. Um, had to have the surgery done. Uh, it was a pretty big surgery, a big tear in my shoulder. It was um, twelve o'clock to about I think six or seven o'clock, so it was pretty much the right way around. Um, yeah, and then it's obviously ruled me out for the season, which was a shame. Um, yeah, and I just tried to get stuck into my rehab, uh, support the boys, and yeah, it was obviously a long year for myself and a, myself and a few others in rehab there. Yeah, the mindset. How does it shift when you get into a position like that, where you, where you you got to go through that initial phase of, of the shock of being told that you're out for the rest of the season, and then how you got to adapt mentally to to knowing that you've just got to work really hard without that reward of being able to play football at the end of the week. Yeah, it's obviously, you know, at first it's it's quite a, a bit of a reality check and it's a lot to take in, finding out your season's over, uh, especially so early on in the season and especially um, coming off such a good 2019 as a team and knowing that um, we were going well in 2020 again and, and, and really knowing we we're going to be in the frame um, come finals footy, knowing that you're going to miss out on all those opportunities. Uh, it's a tough pill to swallow, but as you said, um, you gotta you got to pretty quickly um, shift that mindset into um, what's my next job here, what can I do to make myself a better player, um, how can I make my body better, you know, physically stronger, so that I can, um, you know, hopefully try and avoid these injuries in the future. So I just try to really work hard with our rehab staff here, um, Horsey, um, in the gym, work on my body. You know, I could do some skills, work on my fitness. So I try to take the positives and um, get as much out of that time off as I could. You went from yeah the highest of highs of being involved in a grand final to that period. Um, how much have you learned about yourself in the last sort of twelve months? Yeah, obviously, um, as you said, highest of highs to probably lowest of lows. I've never had a season-ending injury, so it was um, a tough time. Um, as I said, I just I worked really hard with Horse. Um, I've got to give him a lot of the credit for, you know, he put a lot of time into me and all the rehab boys and um, making sure, you know, obviously physically we're in a good mind, uh, good good space with our bodies, but, you know, mentally he's a, he's a good man. He looked out for us. Um, he could tell if we came in, you know, and we weren't really there um, and our heads weren't quite on. So, yeah, he was good for us and... Um, as I said, there's a few of us in rehab, so that probably helped too, um, being able to lean on each other and, and help each other through those um, tough days, I guess. You're able to get a pretty much a full pre-season under your belt, though. You didn't really miss any of that, so was that good just to have that confidence of getting through those really tough sessions? Yeah, I've been running since about September last year, so my pre-season's <laughs> been extra long, but um, yeah, that no, was good, knowing that I had that full pre-season um, with the squad, full contact, I could get stuck into the training um, prepare my body, you know, so my shoulder particularly, getting those wrestle sessions done, which everyone knows um, are quite physical. So um, being able to tick a lot of boxes early on in the preseason, um, I think definitely set me up to be uh, confident enough to go into round one, um, straight back into NRL footy and, and be, you know, be able to rely on my body and know it's going to hold up all right. In terms of the positions that you, you know, play in the back line, you can play um, wing, obviously, you, you can play fullback, you could probably play in the centres too if needed. 
there's some really good young talented players um, in that group now that have had a taste of first grade that um, could be you know called upon at any stage. Is that a do you feel that at training? I mean, you're obviously good mates with guys like um, Harley Smith Shields, and you've got Matt Tomoko there as well, and um, Semi Valame um, that aren't in the side at the moment. It must be. Must be pretty fierce out there during those training uh, times as well. Yeah, no, it's definitely um, it's definitely quite fierce out there, particularly in that preseason. Everyone's, you boys know us, like everyone's going 100 miles an hour trying to compete for a spot. Obviously, everyone wants to be playing NRL footy week in, week out, and um, and most of those boys, as you said, have played NRL footy, and they're all good enough to play NRL footy. So it it definitely you know pushes the competition at training, um, and you know in games you got to be performing. Sorry, um, to hold on to your spot because you know there's other people ready to to get a crack. Um, yeah, I'm good mates of all those boys too. So we're, it's it's obviously friendly off the field, but um, on the training field, you know, we're we're pushing each other pretty hard, and and at the same time helping each other grow each other's games too. All right, round two down to Nestrada Jubilee Stadium in Cogra uh, to play the Cronulla Sutherland Sharks. They've got a different home ground this season due to some refurb at their old ground at Shark Park. So we head down there, um, Bailey, this week against the Sharks. They're coming off. Uh, a win against the Dragons in round one and they've got some really good attacking players um, right across their back line. No Jesse Ramian this week, but they've still got the likes of um, Josh Dugan, uh, Matt Moylan in that team, Ronald, uh, Ronaldo Militalo that can come in and, um, and do a good job. Yeah, it's going to be um, a good game this week. They're obviously coming off a good result um, in round one and, and they'll be fired up looking to make a statement um, and come out and knock us off. Um, as you said, yeah, got some good plays uh, across the back line particularly too. Um, so we'll have to be on our game again and, and put another good defensive performance. I thought we defended really well in round one, so we'll be looking to um, replicate that this weekend and, and do another job on them. They've got a couple of big wingers as well. So um, they've got um, Santa Katoa and they've also got uh, Ronaldo Molotalo. You're up against Molotalo. Uh, bit, bit of a focus on him because he was pretty good on the weekend, scored a try, got a try assist as well. Yeah, no, he's a great player. Uh, I've watched a bit of him play. Um, yeah, so I'm going to have to be on this weekend, um, do my homework, and yeah, it's going to be a good matchup. and looking forward to it. You guys have had a chance to have a look at the video from last week's game, and um, obviously, um, defensively, you guys are really good um, for pretty much the whole game, and just that one sort of try each half. Um, talk to us about that opening with the attack, though. I mean... With the fans back in the stadium, that atmosphere there, did you guys feel like you're a little bit too enthusiastic to start the game? A few errors crept in, that attack wasn't quite there, and it took you probably 40 minutes to warm into it? Yeah, it was obviously um, a bit scrappy to start there. I thought we weren't really, um, as a team, getting to our points or, or probably sticking to what we, we had worked on throughout the preseason and, and try to focus on for the game. But as you said, you know, a round one game, it's to be expected in some ways. You're still, you're still sort of finding your feet as a, as a team and trying to get that rhythm and uh, continuity out there. So uh, lots to work on. But I thought, as you said, we came home strong. We, we simplified our game plan. We got back to what we're good at. Um, and, yeah, we had a good second half. And as you said, our defence held up well. Um, we pride ourselves on our defence. So, you know, we got a lot of good attacking players. So our attack will come. Um, but, yeah, overall I thought it was quite a solid first start. In the Sharks game against the Dragons, they were putting in a lot of grubs into that in goal. So is that something you just got to be a bit careful of as well? Just making sure you're back covering those sort of sort of kicks. Yeah, we'll um, yeah obviously do our video on them and um, see where they like to attack, how they like to attack, especially their kickers as a backfield player. We'll, we'll work out where we need to be and what we need to be eyes up for. Um, so yeah, they'll be part of the preparation this week and, and hopefully we'll have it all nailed for the weekend. New look edge for you uh, this season and. 
and obviously for you missing half the year last year, it's it's um, yourself. You've got Hudson Young there now, um, Curtis Scott, who missed the back end of last year, and, and George Williams. Uh, you throw in probably Chans there as well, who chimes in a bit on that side of the field. Um, how much um, work have you guys put in together during the pre-season to try and get uh, things moving out there? Yeah, we've obviously got a um, you know a new look edge uh, this year on that right side, which has been you know a lot of work has gone into that in the pre-season, getting those reps in. Um, I think a lot of things um, in defence, especially as an edge, comes with time and comes with repetition. So uh, across the preseason, we try to get as many reps in as we could. Um, you know, video sessions, talking to each other, see how each other likes to defend, attack. Um, and as I said, I think just with time, we'll start to improve and um, we'll start to get to know each other's games a bit more. And, and um, yeah, it should be good. First uh, way trip as well out of the COVID bubble. So you get a night... Uh, in Sydney, got to be careful for those scare cams again, like you were in 2019. <laughs> yeah, that would be good. Um, see, there's some pranksters will come out again to play, you know. Those away trips were always good, um, particularly my first year, you know. Some of the old boys coming at me and the younger boys, a few pranks was good, so I'll probably have my eyes up um, in the hotel and on the field. <laughs> Do you got? I mean, you guys didn't have any overnight stays anywhere last year with, with COVID restrictions and things like that. Who's your roomie now? I'm not too sure. It was um, me and Big Red were roomies that first year. I, I predominantly played off the bench that year, so I was rooming with another uh, bench, which was Big Red. Uh, not too sure this year. Maybe it might be with Scotty. It depends what they want to do. Um, hopefully you, it's no one that snores. Who are you looking to avoid? There's always that one teammate that you think. Oh, Chance for sure. Probably that one of your Chance. <laughs> Wait, any good luck? He snores, farts too much, mate. I don't want to be with him. Um, this weekend, um, obviously... Um, you know, you guys want to try and build a bit of consistency. You, I think you said, um, Ricky said in the past, it's a, it's about getting some continuity and and getting those first few games under your belt. And how important is it to win those first few as well, just to get that set the season set up and get those few points on the board? Yeah, it's huge. You know, starting fast and starting strong, uh, it's massive. You see teams in the um, past seasons gone by where they're really chasing their tails back in the season, trying to string together, you know, five, six, seven wins to, to scram into those finals um, positions. So it's, um, for us, we're, we're, it's no secret we're, we're striving to be a top four team. We want to win a competition. So in order to finish in that top four, we've got to um, really set set the foundation early on, um, bank those wins and, um, as you said, lay a platform for what's hopefully going to be a successful 2021. All right. Podcast prediction time. Um, as we mentioned last week, a little bit different this year. Our guest each week will have the chance to make a prediction Um, I'll make one as well and then the boys will uh, double up uh, and make one. Uh, Last week, uh, a duck egg for everybody. So nobody got one right last week. The leaderboard will stay at zero. Bailey, give me something that you think is going to happen on the weekend. Um, I'm going to predict Jackie Leagues, Jackie White to get over for a try. And um, I'm going to predict Hodjo to kick a 40-20. Oh, a double! I like that. You'll get yeah. two points if you get yeah, that right. Yeah, so we'll give you, we'll give you, there. we'll give your team two points if you get that right. I'm going to go for another try to Hudson Young. I thought he looked really dangerous out on that um, edge last weekend, and um, I think that he'll get over for a try. I uh, I think George Williams is going to get three try assists. I think um, Sharks looked a little bit vulnerable under the high ball um, on the weekend, so I think that's something we can exploit, and also maybe a few, little pass on the inside through the middle. Three try assists. I get that right, three points. No, yeah. just the one point for that if you get it right. But a no, very bold prediction, which is what we like to see. Uh, that's all we've got time for this week. I want to thank Bailey Simonson for coming in and having a chat to us. And uh, we wish you all the best against the Sharks this weekend. No worries. Thanks, boys. Looking forward to it. There he is, Bailey Simonson, joining us on episode two. Behind the limelight, we'll catch you next week. <laughs>